Adams now spinning. Look at the uh, job to create space. Put it in the book and send that young man to the line. Boy, is he fun to watch. Three fifty-one. Tony Allen slapped away by Corley Stein to the floor. He dives. What an effort! Collison, the lob. Oh, beautiful basketball by the King. Richardson changing directions and getting to the basket and scoring. How about the rookie Malachi Richards? You're now listening to the King's Court on Dash Radio, presented by SatKingsNation.com. Here are your hosts, Vince Miracle and Joe Morgan. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the King's Court here on Dash Radio. I'm your host, Vince Miracle. Joining me, as always, is the one and only Joe Morgan. Joe, what's going on? Oh, man, another good week uh, coaching two little kid baseball teams. Got my daughter's birthday. It's just been a wild week. I uh, haven't really looked up. Now with the rain coming in next week, I might actually get a few nights where I can, you know, do things. Uh, but, yeah, no, good good times. It's fun to, fun to herd all these cats and play baseball with them. Yeah, it's fine. We're finally back. Uh, we went on a little two-week hiatus. We had some uh, family issues and things like that, and uh, so unfortunately we weren't able to do the show. But we are back, and we're back in a big way. Um, just a couple announcements here at the top of the show. Um, shout out to Kane Pittman. I think I talked about him on the last show before this ended, but he is our official new writer here on SatKingsNation.com. He'll be doing one column every single week and as well as covering one game every week until going into next season where he starts ramping up a little bit more with Kings information, articles, and stuff like that that we're going to be bringing to you. So go follow him, uh, Kane Pittman, on Twitter. Just look it up. He's the only one that actually pops up. I think it's like MKE Bucks. I can look up his Twitter handle at the end of the show. I'll probably remember tell you guys to give him a follow. And then also our Sat Kings Nation City logo sweaters are coming in next week. So you guys can start pre-ordering right now. Just uh, email shirt order uh, within the subject line and email that to sknarticles at gmail.com. Whether you want a crew neck sweater or a black t-shirt, we have either or. Our sizes are from medium to extra large. So go ahead and put all that information down in the uh, in the body of the of the email and then we'll email you back with what we actually have. If you're, you know, it's first come first serve on these things and uh, the prices will be on our Twitter handle, so you can just go to S- at SKN Articles at VM Center or at Sack Sports Morgan to get any of those questions answered on the pricing, or of course follow us on Facebook. So, Kane Pittman, new writer, new shirts are in, shirts and sweaters are in for this upcoming cold weather, and we're back. I think that's all the announcements I have, Joe. Do you have any announcements? Think so, huh? You think you, you think you got enough of them in there? Uh, I mean, I had to fit it in, in the first two minutes. Like, I can't just fit it in randomly anywhere else. Also, give a shout-out to our sponsor, BrickHouseIndustries.com. Everyone go to BrickHouseIndustries.com. Check out all of their apparel from hats, shirts, and socks. And when checking out, be sure to use promo code KINGSCOURT. And you'll get a 10% discount on any of your purchases, just in case I forget to do that later on in the show as well. You guys already heard Fan Cave DFS at the top of the show. And you guys probably hear it during the commercial break as well. Um, so, yeah, Joe, those are all my announcements. What about you? Do you have any? Or should we just just hop right into the show? No, man, I got nothing to add. Let's just go ahead and get kicked off and uh, talk some Sacramento Kings basketball. All right, well, let's talk about something that happened in a big way, and that's Scala Bissier coming onto the scene over these last few games. Unfortunately, he got injured, but Joe, before the injury, before missing Sunday's game, this guy just basically, I wrote an article for for our site, Sack Kings Nation, about can Scal salvage this season? Because I feel like we've seen him kind of be up and down a little bit the opportunity has been there but I don't think he's fully taken advantage of the opportunities that he's had and at times you know the injuries were there the shoulder I believe was was a was a big one but since returning from from the injury 11 points five rebounds 1.8 assists and get this Joe 1.4 blocks per game he's also shooting 47.6 percent from the field and 37.5 percent from three-point range and he's at least taking one three-pointer a game so while he's not taking a lot he's at least knocking them down when he is taking it Joe you've seen scout play now for the past I'd say what 10 days or so about about eight games what, what were your thoughts before the injury again well for the injury I mean obviously that walk-off was nice uh he's been playing a lot better I don't care what um 
you know, a lot of the a lot of the stuff doesn't look good because the whole team isn't looking good. But uh, when when you watch him individually, I mean, he's moved forward. A lot of these guys have, but it's it's not clicking as a unit yet. So how's he doing individually? Good. How's he doing as a part of the squad? Not so good. I guess is <laughs> I guess that's my answer. Yeah, I think the five games leading are the four games leading up to the game where he got injured against Orlando. You look at those and you just have to just be in awe or at least just rem- it reminds you of the of the of the silver lining you had at the end of last season, right? When that this last season Scalabicier was that silver lining. The future was there. Everyone was hoping this guy would be a starter to start the season. He unfortunately wasn't that because Zebo was here. I'm not putting any blame on Zebo at all. But looking at these numbers here, Joe, 11 points, four rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block against Brooklyn. He goes the next night against a a, a tough Utah team, and uh, with Rudy Gobert as the center, 11 points, four rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block. Then goes or sorry, sorry the. Uh, Twelve. This is this is this is the Portland stats. Twelve points, twelve rebounds, three assists, and three blocks on that on that Rudy Gobert Utah team against uh, New York. Fourteen points, six rebounds, three blocks. I mean, this guy was on fire. Another fourteen point four rebound night with two blocks. He's showing it defensively. And you and I talked to Joe leading up to that week, right before he was coming back, when we knew he was about to come back. I said it's crazy to me that. Synergy has it that Scalabi Sierra was the team's best defender. Remember when we talked about this? Yeah, yeah. absolutely crazy because it doesn't pass. Like in, in just watching with your eyes and not looking at any stats, I would not have guessed that. Put it that way, right? Because it was right before the injury, and I and, and I remember talking about how Scal like Scal looked like he's taking a step down defensively. We had Jason Ross on, James Ham on. We we're like this. These are the things that I've seen where I'm like, I don't really know what the future is for Scalabi Sierra, and you know, he was not turning his he was turning his back to the baskets where he couldn't see was help, uh, so he couldn't help on the weak side or strong side, and and that was a big issue for me. And then, but I'm like synergy saying he's their best defender. Then he comes back, you know, he's averaging one and a half blocks per game, and I was like, wow, that's ridiculous. I mean, this guy has really taken a step forward uh, over these past eight games. It's unfortunately he has that uh, hip injury. I mean, I can see that lingering on in today's game. I, I don't. I don't think he's going to be able to get that hip injury. Just miss Sunday's game. Hopefully he does. But then uh, traveling as well. OKC is a tough matchup for him. I don't. I don't know how much they're going to push it for him to come back. Hopefully he does. I believe De'Aaron Fox and Willie Collie Stein both missed two games before they actually made a comeback. So maybe they do the same with Willie Collie Stein. And if that's the case, you know, you know, Zebo is going to be my DFS lineup. But that's we'll talk about that later on. Uh, um, that's a whole another conversation. <laughs> another player I want to talk about is Frank Mason the third. He's getting the minutes. He's back, and it's again. We saw him in the beginning of the season. We were all excited. I'm excited again to see Frank Mason on the floor. Joe, what about you? I love seeing Frank Mason out there. And when uh, when Fox went down the other day, he stepped up in a big way. Absolutely pulled it off. Um, uh, uh, for a second round pick to do that is, I mean, you feel like you hit a home run whenever you actually play like that and not be a hindrance to the team. In fact, he's a, you know, he's he's good to have on the team. So it's 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 great to see. And again, he's playing really really good basketball. It's crazy to me that people are already asking this question, but because I saw it on Reddit and it was a question that was. Uh, starting to come up a little bit. I'm going to ask it to you. I think it's a ridiculous question. So if you don't want to answer it, Joe, that's fine. Um, who do you think is having the better rookie season? Frank Mason or De'Aaron Fox? Out of... Well, I think... I think of the time that the, they've The played. reason people are asking that... The reason people ask that is because De'Aaron was drafted so high. So he has different expectations. So who's having a better year just flatly would be De'Aaron, no question. But who's having a better year based on where they were draft, and that would be Frank. That's just you know because he's he's way over delivering than than what people thought. But I mean you know wh- what do you expect out of a number five guy? Well, if he's not an all star, then he's not overperforming. So, but he is. He's doing. Fox is doing really well. So I think he's having a better season. But based on draft location, I think I think Frank is. Yeah, I I think I think if you're. I don't think there was any expectations for Frank, right? No one really knew. Everyone, 
I mean, media-wise, like if you're covering the team you, you, and you hear the word around Frank Mason when he came to the workouts, everyone was high on him. They knew they wanted Frank Mason if he was there with that second-round pick. That was the pick. Everyone knew that. Um, I think that's why a lot of people are bringing up this conversation, but I think it's hands down De'Aaron Fox has, has been the better rookie. I mean, d- don't get me wrong, though. The last two games... Uh, while while Fox was out, he I mean he was in, he was just amazing. He, I mean, he had 16 points, six assists against New Orleans, and then doesn't shoot the ball well in Orlando, but still was able to help the team get a six point victory. Had seven points, three steals, six assists, and ten rebounds from an undersized point guard, Joe. I mean, this guy when he plays, he gives out 110 percent effort. He just looks smooth. He's just mastered the driving kick, especially at his size. It's, I mean, I'll, I'll say it. I think it's the Kings are fun. While they're losing or whatever, I, I, I think that this Kings team is fun. I love I love the fact that when a game is on, I'm excited to watch it again because I like to see the development of these young players. Now, it's unfortunate at times, you know, where you see the, the, the veterans getting those extra minutes, but I think you've seen Jaeger kind of, loosen the rope a little bit and and they're he's letting these guys play and i'm excited about what i've been seeing i think kings fans should be excited for what they're they're hoping to see from the future of this team because guys like frank mason guys like scow which we're going to talk about a little bit more uh coming after this break uh but these guys they're showing willie collie stein too De'Aaron fox as well they're showing what this team's potential is, and I think you, you have to be in awe of what these guys can potentially start doing because they're even doing it in crunch time, Joe. They're doing it in crunch time, and it's fun to watch. But uh, before we hit to the commercial break, just your thoughts on the team as a whole, what you've seen over the last few games. So we've been gone for two weeks. What have, what have your thoughts just been on the team as a whole since since the last time we've done this show? And do you, do you feel like the same way as me? Like, Do you feel like even though they're losing, well, they've, they've won, what, They've won three out of their last one, two, three, four, five, six games. So they're they're five hundred over the last six games, which isn't bad. But <laughs> that's that sounds really good when you think about it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. well, uh, I mean, their their opponents are pretty strong too. You know what I mean? Portland, yeah. Utah. The next New couple Orleans. opponents are going to be worse, but uh, we'll get to that again later. Yeah, but I mean, they're they're five hundred over their previous six. Or I what they do, son? I I unfortunately oh they they got destroyed by Denver today, or or Sunday. When we're doing this recording, they got destroyed. One thirty to one hundred four. That was not a good game. So it was la- painful. Yeah, so <laughs> it was absolutely painful to watch. So over their last seven, they're three and seven, or they're three and four over their last seven. So they're they're not looking too hot. But uh, again, I'll, I'll, I'll retort back to my question: How happy or how excited are you for the future of the team, even through the losses? Like, what are you saying? Well, I, okay, are they losses I, again? We, we keep having this almost this exact same conversation where we we talk about <laughs> we talk about how good the team looks and the team doesn't look good. Nobody watching can argue that point. Nobody thinks that they look good. Do they look better than they did at the beginning of the season? Do they look better than they did two weeks ago? That's where the questions start coming in. And over the last two weeks, have they played better than they did the two weeks before that or the four weeks before that? Yeah, it's I mean, it, it comes together slowly, but it is coming together They're I mean, you can see it in the way that they're moving down the court together. You can see it in in their defense getting better. Again, defense, in my opinion, is 100% effort. Uh, And you see that. You see, I mean, they're fun to watch. Like you said, they're fun to watch because they're putting out that effort every single game. But are they going to win a lot of games in the the last little bit of the season? No, of course not. They didn't, you know, they didn't just wake up and and you know eat some pill and now they're amazing they're still a really bad basketball team but they're a bad basketball team that's moving in the right direction and is learning and is growing together and is hopefully over the course of even next season going to learn to be a good basketball team we had a fan question and i think this fan question just needs to be a segment on this show so after this commercial break we're going to talk about who should be a better or who should be a key part of this future between the two or can it be both? But this one, I think, believe said between the two Scalabissier or Willie Cauley Stein. We talk about that after the break. Are you an avid DFS player? Maybe you're new to the fantasy world and you want help on the game. 
No matter your level, FanCaveDFS.com has all the information you need to get a leg up on the competition and start winning big money today. Become a premium member at FanCaveDFS and gain exclusive access to pro charts, open forums between you and FanCave's pro writers, and so much more. Become a premium member now and let FanCaveDFS.com help make you a winner. And we are back. Oh my goodness. Joe, it I I don't know what it is, but I'm just getting really good at FanDuel. Like I'm I'm <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie, like I just won forty bucks a day. It's pretty he, feel, he feels pretty cocky when he turns a dollar into forty. I'll tell you what, man, when you when you hit a six digit win, start talking. We'll we'll uh We'll, we'll both feel a lot better about ourselves when we hit those six digits. But anytime you so, bring up a six-digit win or winning an actual tournament, I'll I'll just always go back to that game. Oh, I know it's painful every time. But hey, again, we've talked about this offline. But you still use the PlayStation. We only would have gone to Miami that one time. That's so true. whatever. I think you won better. That's true. That's true. And if you guys don't know the story, you guys gotta look it up. It's a it's a great story. It's a great story. But this question comes from Jesus. Gorgie Jang. Yeah, we, we don't need to talk about him. We don't need to talk about him. Uh, this question came from Jesus Wenceslo. I hope I pronounced your name right. He also destroyed me. I, you didn't just now, so go ahead. Try again. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Wenceslo. Hopefully I pronounced it right. Uh, anyways, a uh, couple things from this guy. First off, he's, he's a big supporter of the show. I appreciate that. Thank you for, for listening to the show and, and, and you know submitting in your questions. And also, thank you for giving me a beating on P, on the PS4 NBA 2K18. I, I was getting cocky. I was feeling good. I said, you know, I'm ready to take on any challengers, right, on NBA 2K18. I'm ready. This guy messaged me. He goes, I'll play you. I said, all right, that sounds good. And I knew he was going to be the Kings. I mean, you know, it's a Kings show. I'm guessing this guy's a Kings fan. Of course, he went straight to the Kings. So I said, to only make this fair... I'll be the Phoenix Suns, Joe. I'll, I'll be the Phoenix Suns, and I'll still get this W. Yeah, that didn't happen. First off, he made a half court or a, a full court heave with like Jakar Sampson, and that goes in. I, I, this guy could have been glitching me, but I respect where respect is due. He got the W. It was a close game until like the third quarter. So there's that. But uh, his question is: If and when it comes down to it, comes down to it, who would you rather keep, Scalabissier or Willie? Collie Stein. Now the two are on two different trajectories, right? Willie Collie Stein was a first round pick, looked at as potentially the, the starter of the future, has the starting job right now, has been has had it locked in basically all season. Uh, we've seen majors improvement in this guy all season long to the point now where he's almost a he, he's not he's not a walking double double, but you know what you're gonna get from him, and he brings that energy almost every single night. Where on the other hand. Scal, he's also a first-round pick, but he's a late first-round pick. Almost fell into the second round. Kings had to get multiple picks just to just to decide to pick him. Um, and again, they chose Malachi Richardson and uh, Malachi Richardson and uh, uh, Yorgos Papianis before they even landed on the decision of picking Scalabissier. He comes in, shows out that first year uh, towards the end of the season comes in this year most were expecting him to take over that power forward position starting power forward position that didn't happen Zebo was there that's fine most hope to see him develop and that didn't happen either but now we're both seeing them kind of hit hit their climax at this point of the season Joe I ask you this question first who would you rather have Scalabissier or Willie Colley Stein as a part of your future well, I, okay, and this comes down to a very simple thing. It's it's money math. Um, I would keep Scal if I had to pick between the two, and I, I would never want to pick between the two, but if I were forced to right this second, I would pick Scal because you have him under contract for one more year with a team option, so he's going to be cheaper and longer. And uh, if you keep Willie and he becomes amazing next year, you got to pay him the year after that. And uh, so that'd be my only reason. Uh, I think they both have a shot at being really good, but you always go with the guy you can keep longer. Uh, that way, if he does become something amazing, you still got him. And you know, Scal has a two million dollar team option. I think what is it two two five two four something like that uh, team option in nineteen twenty. And and Willie will be a you know w- you're gonna have to pay Willie if you want him to stay for nineteen twenty. So if next year this team starts getting really really good together, then you know you got to pay uh, you got to pay Willie to stay, and that's that's gonna be rough. So if I had to pick, that's my reasoning. Uh, I think they both have a good shot at being. Really good basketball players, but uh, got to go with who you can pay longer. Yeah, um, 
So here, here, here's the thing for me. So I'm looking at their full season. So Willie Collison was drafted in 2016, Scal in 2017. So they're a year apart. Uh, their year per games right now, right? So Willie Cauley Stein is at a nine point one points. Uh, he's at five point five rebounds, zero point eight steals, zero point eight blocks while shooting fifty two point four percent from the field. That's in the first three seasons. In his first two seasons, Scalabisi is averaging eight point six points, four point seven rebounds. 0.9 assists, 0.5 steals, 0.6 blocks, while shooting 49.2% from the field. The thing that gets me, though, is the per sixes, the, the per 36s, where you have Scal averaging 16.1, 8.8 rebounds, 1.2 blocks per game, and then Willie Colley Stein is at 14.6 points, 8.8 rebounds, and 1.3 blocks per game. He's uh, The steals-wise, if you guys want to know the steals, it's 1.3 steals for Willie Colley Stein to Scalabisier 0.8 and those are per 36 minutes so looking at the two they're almost identical players neither one are really that strong in rebounding I think we've realized that that the Kings big men are not good at rebounding especially this young core I don't think they know how to box out that's just a big thing for me I think they like to soar in for the rebounds especially Scal um going forward in the future that's a really good question who would I rather have I I honestly think it comes down to how much Kings team believes in Harry Giles and what type of player he is because if Harry Giles is a player that fits best next to Willie Cauley Stein I think Scal becomes expendable I think okay he's a Scal type of player then Willie Cauley Stein can be our our five right he's a I think Scal or Willie you can look at him and you can say he's a better rim protector than Scal at Sierra's and maybe that's what you want he has Again, I I don't really know that. I think this is that this is why I think this is a really good question. I think that that it's a coin flip between the two. Here's the thing for me though, Joe, and I and I've told you this before. And I don't think the Kings are going to land number one, but they have the potential to do so. And if they get that number one pick, I'm saying draft DeAndre Ayton, and I'm okay with the idea of moving on from Willie Cauley Stein and potentially getting another first round pick in this upcoming year's draft where. It's pretty stacked. I, I think you can get a, a, a lottery pick for Willie Cauley-Stein this year, and I'm okay with going forward with DeAndre Ayton at the five, and you can choose between Scal and Harry Giles. I think you let those two guys battle it out for that power forward position next to Ayton. That's my thought. So if I had to go with the future, if I'm going for my choices, looking at the numbers here, Joe, you said Scal as well, right? And I, I think I'm going to roll with you. I think I'm going to go with Scal. And again, I, I, I almost hate these hypotheticals. It's a great question because it really does make you think. But I hate these hypotheticals because, man, oh, man, you'd hate to have to make that call. And uh, no matter which way, say you were Vladi for the day and you had to make that call, no matter which way you go, you are going to make some some fans really mad. Uh, the, this team has been invested in by this by this community. And these players, you know, they're they're believing in the future. And if that's the case, you know, these fans are really going to be upset if you give away one of the pieces of the future that you think, you know, specific fans are going to think that so and so is better. And you know, it's it's it. Oh my God, the armchair quarterbacking would just be, would just be evil on that. So uh, even even from the conversation we just had, I bet we get some some fan fan. I say mail, but fan hate mail. I mean, this is how close they are, right? So this is per 100 possessions. The offensive rating is a 110 to 107 in favor of Willie Cauley-Stein. Now, defensive rating, it's a 108 to a 111 with Scalabi Sierra with the 111. So, I mean, they are just based... They're almost interchangeable. Like, And again, I know they do different things on the floor. I know what they do for the team is different. But... Numbers wise, they're almost interchangeable. And here's the thing for me, I and I think you know this about me, Joe. I'm not super high on the ceiling of Willie Cauley Stein. Like I don't know how much higher healing is. I think this could be it. I don't know if he's ever going to be that good of a rebounder. If he ever averages a double double in rebounding, like I, I mean, I coming into this year, my expectations were fourteen and nine. 14 and 10 he's not even that he's I don't even I don't know how close he is to that but he's not even that right now 
And the thing that really bothers me at times when when looking at Willie Cauley Stein and hearing some of the things that he says is that he wants to be the offensive focal point of this team. Like he wants to be the one that carries the Kings offensively when the reason why they drafted him was for his defense. And so it's crazy to me that Scal is better defensively than he is. And I guess it's not super surprising, but he's not even the Kings' best defensive player. And that's what they were hoping he would be. Now, I'm not saying that he's you know, atrocious defensively. I'm not saying that he's bad for the team at all. But I'm just saying that I haven't seen him take that leap forward. He's averaging 12.6, 6.9 rebounds per game this season. Again, not where I, where I expected him to be. I'm thinking Willie Cauley-Stein is expendable. I think you can package him with a certain player, whether that be, you know, I don't know who it would be. Maybe. I hate that word that you're using because none of these kids are expendable at the moment. I think they're all, I don't know. Like I said, I'm. Well, you have to start building for something. You have to start either completely, you have to start understanding what your talent is. And he's three years in going into his fourth year next season. What is he, what are your expectations for Willie Cauley Stein's future? What do you want him to be? What do you expect him to be? I don't know. I think this is it. That's that's what I'm saying. I don't know where his ceiling is. I think his ceiling is right here. Do you disagree? See, again, ceiling is a funny thing. He's only had one year where he wasn't where he's actually getting minutes, where he's playing every game, where he's where he's in it. And he's averaging point six point six point nine rebounds with one steal, one block per game. I just don't see that as a ceiling. I still think he can go a little bit higher. I mean, I'm not, I'm not. But what, what's that little like? But even that little. Let's say he gets you to, let's say he gets you to fourteen and nine with the one and a half blocks and one and a half steals. Right? That sounds good. And again, that looks nice. And he looks, he is playing better. I like Willie Cauley Stein. But what does he give you moving forward? Now we can talk. We can flip this conversation on the scout too. But let's just focus on Willie here for a second. Let's say he gets you fourteen nine, one and a half. Let's go one and one still, right? He still gets you the one steal, one block. Is that changing much? Like, is that does he change the game that much? In your opinion, with that, man, uh, no. I mean, I guess not. But at the same time, that's that a guess as to what. Someone can't. I, I I always hate these hypotheticals. I really do. Oh, no, no, because, no, don't give. Me, like I said, I I I don't want to put you in the spot where you're like, man, this guy. I don't want to say this guy sucks because that's not. I'm, I'm not. Or this guy should be moved because that's not what I'm saying either. This is just a hypothetical question that was given to us by Jesus, by a fan, by a listener, and just looking at both sides of it. Like Willie Cauley Stein. Here's the pros, right? Fastest feet as one. Like I think he's has top five fastest feet as a center. Josh Eberle came on the show. He said the same thing. In the pick and roll, he's one of the best because he can stick with his man because of those feet. His shot blocking has gone down. I mean, I, I, he's just not the same shot blocker he once was. Maybe from college or maybe he just hasn't transitioned all the way to the NBA. He's just not the shot blocker that I expected him to be. That's number one. He's not a good rebounder. So you're really like his his he's not also he's not that great offensively either because he likes to stick with the mid range jumper, which is fine. He can score a little bit. That's. I just I don't know where that goes. He was what four of eleven against Jokic, twelve points, eight rebounds. I don't know. I don't know how much higher that ceiling is. And that's what. And you look at a guy like DeAndre Ayton. He's already shooting three pointers at the college level. He's he's seven two. He moves his feet well. He can knock down free throw. Like this is a beast. So you have to make that decision. Like this guy's a monster. He's being compared to guys like David Robinson. Willie Costa was a fifth round pick that could have potentially slid to 10 and the Kings could have drafted a guy like Miles Turner. Yeah, again, you're going back in time and I think coming off of an injury and getting a, you know, a 12.8 rebound game against Jokic who's having an amazing night, you know, you can't call that a you can't call that a loss. I mean, I'm not saying that the kid had a great game, but it's his first day back after an injury and you're you're using those stats. He played 30 minutes. Yeah, 30 minutes after an injury where he's been, I mean, a little bit of rust developed, man. Let's see what he does on Monday. He had four games off. You know, let's see what he does against Steven Adams and even a bigger beast. And on the Scal side, here's the thing for me with Scal. Scal, it's his second year. I still feel like he hasn't got the opportunity that we wanted to see. But every time he has gotten the opportunity, he's he's done something with it. So... I still have that same feeling I had at the end of last season where I think there's hope, and I think this is why the Kings may 
intentionally made him expendable. When we had um, Tony Zip Terrace on, he was talking about how we, him and I were both saying, I don't know if this is really a Dave Yeager type of guy, but he's showing us something. He's showing us something, and I, I honestly, I would move forward with Scout because of what I've seen. And he hasn't gotten the minutes that I think he's not necessarily deserved, but we wanted to see more of, and uh, maybe we will. Unfortunately, I, again, I still don't know if he's a Dave Yeager guy, and with all those rumors that came out that he could potentially be on the trading block, maybe the Kings don't. The Kings see him as someone that's a tradable asset. And if that's the case, then yeah, move forward with Willie Collie Stein. That's fine. I just think there's guys like DeAndre Ayton that cha- that's potential game changer at the center position where you have guys like Embiid, you have guys like Jokic, uh, Chris Porzingis, where you kind of want that big man that can do... Not just take up space, which, you know, it looks like Aiton can do, but can score in the low post, can score as a catch-and-shoot three. I really like what DeAndre Aiton can bring. And if if you can match that up with a guy like, you know, De'Aaron Fox as using that as a screen and lob that up there, there's potential there. Again, this is all hypothetical. I definitely appreciate this question, but um, the last the last one here before we go into our second commercial break and then come back for Kings Week, Joe. There was another Reddit one. I don't know. That's a bunch of numbers for their username, so I'm not going to give it to them. But um, they asked the question of, would you trade, let's say the Kings get a top three pick, would you trade a number three pick and potentially like Willie Cauley-Stein and Frank Mason or whatever, maybe Bogdanovich for Kawhi Leonard to the Spurs? Number three pick. I mean, top, let's, let's, let's say it's the number five pick. That's where I think the Kings are going to land. I think they're landing five through seven. I just, I just feel that uh, <laughs> because they always do. That's where they land. That's the Kings pick. Um, would you trade? Yeah, let's, let's write that down right now. Five. Yeah. We're so, just picking it five. Let's say they pick. They, uh, they do. They do five. Bogdanovich. Five and Bogdanovich. Let's just say. Let's just go there. I think they have to do. They have to do something with contracts. Why is white? Right. But let's go five. Bogdanovich. I, I first off, I don't think Leonard. the Spurs would do it, but I I would think they would. You don't think they would? <laughs> no, nah, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I think it'd have to be top three, but let's say let's say it's a third pick with Bogdanovich and maybe Scal for Kawhi Leonard. But again, you have to make the contract. Work. I don't know what the contract numbers are, and I don't have it right in front of me. But it's the Reddit question that came in, and I think it's a good one. Like, what what would you give up for Kawhi Leonard? Because there's all that rumbling, you know, like there's there's a there's a line divided between. The Spurs and Kawhi Leonard, he's almost on his way out. He's finally going to make his return maybe in, in hopefully next week, like Thursday or something like that. But again, like there was that divide there. No one knows where, where he's going to go. Could he potentially be dealt? I would offer I would offer something. Just see what, see what, see what they're asking for. It's Kawhi Leonard. I'd do it. Would you? No. No, not even for Kawhi. He's <laughs> like the third best I- player in the NBA. I agree with you, and I think that he's a really good player, but I think shopping people around who are not going to get accepted and is going to piss off the kids that you do have. You start shopping people around, and they first say no, and now you got a pissed-off team who isn't happy because you just tried to move them for somebody else. I don't know. I just don't like the idea. I mean, that's true. That's true, too. But you got to just keep that stuff on the down low. You're trying to just barely get moving. This boat that the Kings are on is just finally going in a direction that they want. And you guys are talking about maybe standing up and shaking it? No, I think no. Uh, it just, yeah, no. <laughs> well, we're we're going we're gonna to cut to commercial break right here. But we want to hear from you. Let us know on Twitter, on Reddit, Kings Court on Reddit, uh, at VM Center, at Sack Sports Morgan, on, on Facebook, uh, the uh, Sack Kings Nation on Facebook. Let us know your thoughts. Who would you rather keep? If it comes down to it and you have to make a decision between Scalabi Sierra and Willie Cauley-Stein, who are you going with and why? Start letting us know. Or, hey, if you're listening to the show on SackKingsNation.com, go ahead and start getting that conversation going down in the comment section below. After the break, it will be that time where we hop on the DeLorean, give the people what we want, and make our predictions. That's right. It'll be Kings Week right after the break. Hey friends, it's Joe Borelli from the Superflight NBA Podcast here. If you're looking for some NBA news that's a little off the beaten path, you might want to check out the Superflight. I have great guests from around the league to talk about all the latest NBA topics. But if you're craving some art, music, and general existential nonsense as well, I got you covered there too. 
Check out the Superflight Podcast on iTunes or anywhere you download your podcasts. Or go to ABPN and subscribe. And thanks for tuning in. Now back to your show. And we're back, and you already know what time it is. So guess what? I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna say it, Joe. I'm not even gonna say it again. I'm just gonna push the button. Give the people what they want. Back to the future. And here we go. All right, we have a four-game week this week, and that one starts today, Monday, 5 p.m. against the Oklahoma Thunder in Oklahoma. Uh, the Thunder are having a bit of an up-and-down season. Right now, offensively, they're a 106.9. Defensively, they rank at a 104.2, which is right like they're, they're about top 10 in the league defensively. Offensively, they're, again, they're, they're they're doing all right. Was it top just outside the top ten at a one hundred six point nine? They're they're an okay team, and they they were a lot better when Andre Roberson was there. But at the same time, this is the Kings, and this team this they're going up against a team that has Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Carmelo Anthony. Now I will say this: the last time they played each other, there was a fight all the way until right around the third quarter mark. Again, Joe, for me. I see this team. All I can all I can say is it looks like it's going to be a snooze fest after the second quarter. But again, especially because it's on the road. But again, I could be wrong. They've been struggling. What are your predictions for this game? Well, my predictions haven't changed a whole lot this year. OKC is going to smoke them. Uh, there's an 11 point difference. If you take the Kings' offensive and defensive rating, uh, the Kings are 101.4 for offense and 109.8 for defense. You throw that up against OKC, there's an 11.2 point different differential. Come on. <laughs> can it be done? Yeah, it can be done. Of course it can be done. But it's 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 not likely. And uh, I think um, the, the big takeaways from this game are how our two point guards play. Get Fox out there, get, um, get Frank Mason out there, and see how they play. Because uh, I think Fox against, um, uh, against Russ will be a very interesting thing to watch. But I don't think the score is going to be the thing to watch in that game. Already ruled out of this game is uh, Terrence Ferguson of the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's already been ruled out of this game. Um, so they're they're thin at that shooting guard spot after Corey Brewer. And let's go ahead and hop right in. Matchup of the game, Joe. For me, it's going to be Buddy Heald against Corey Brewer. Now, here's why. I like the lineup idea, especially to close out quarters and to close out games of just the young guns where you have... Fox, Heald, Bogdanovich, Scal, and Willie. Now, I don't know if Scal's going to be in this game, so th- this is going to be a little bit of a toss-up in the air. Um, I, w- I would expect that he's not going to be ready because it's a hip injury and they're not going to risk anything. So if it's Zebo, that's fine. Have Zebo there. Um, although I don't think that... I think it could even Vince Carter to go up against Mello. But that lineup that's there, right? The reason why I have Buddy Heald is because I see Paul George definitely guarding Bogdanovich. Just because of what Bogdanovich can do with the ball in his hands and how he can score. Bogdanovich is the King's best offensively polished player right now. uh, Just in ways that he can score and pass the basketball. Buddy Heal will be then guarded by Corey Brewer where Corey Brewer is a pretty good defender. But he he takes a lot of risk, especially in the steals department. I think if Buddy can compose himself, get get his feet under him, he can knock down a few open shots. The Oklahoma City Thunder give up a lot of three-pointers. Not as much as the Kings, but they give up quite a bit. I think a Buddy Heel can uh, capitalize on that. I think he can have a really big game. So my matchup of the game is going to be Buddy Heald versus Corey Brewer. What about you? I think uh, on your matchup, you'll know in the first quarter whether or not you're right because if Buddy is hot on three, uh, then it's going to be a fun game to watch for him because, like you said, Brewer does take a lot of uh, chances and will give uh, Buddy some open looks. If he's hitting them, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But again, I'm still going with my original thing. Russ Westbrook versus uh, De'Aaron Fox because De'Aaron is a fast little like man. He moves fast. Beep, beep. And, uh, That's his nickname. Beep, beep. Yeah, it's, like, beep, uh, <laughs> it's fun to watch him, but also Russell Westbrook gives up the absolute most fantasy points to uh, to other point guards, and it, it'll be fun to watch him that night. Uh, see if he can capitalize on that and maybe make us some money. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my take on that game. <laughs> So you have Fox versus Westbrook. I have Corey Brewer versus Buddy Heald. Let's see if that ends up in any of our FanDuel plays of the night. Joe, who is your FanDuel play of the night? 
Well, I, I really did. I already just gave mine away because, again, Russell Westbrook and, well, the Oklahoma City Thunder give up 62.63 points to point guards on the daily. And with that being the case, uh, I would play De'Aaron Fox without question. Uh, depending on the price and depending on how I feel that day, I might even have uh, Frank Mason the third in there too. I think I'm going with Corey Brewer. <laughs> I think I, I I love that in there as well. Well, at his price, it's hard not to play him. I don't know how they're going to adjust him uh, by as, by tomorrow. I don't I don't know. As of right now, he's at thirty eight hundred dollars on. Okay, on, yeah, on then field. he's then he's almost a must play just because he's starting and uh, yeah, that kind of that kind of that's kind of a cheat, Vince. Uh, anytime a guy takes over for an injured dude and he's still down in the thirties for his price and he's starting. Yeah, you, you kind of got to plug him in there, but give me give me another one. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, if I had to give another one, I'm going to go with Buddy Heald. I think Buddy okay. Heald's going to be be a good one for me. So I'm going to go with Buddy. What's, uh, what's Buddy going off at tomorrow? 5,200? Right yeah, around there? Right around there. Right around there. Fifty. I think it's a 57, actually. 55, 57. Oh, all right. So, but, uh, okay. All that being said, you have Westbrook, or you have uh, Fox or Mason. I have Brewer and Heald. Uh, Joe. Who do you think is going to win this game? Well, I think OKC is going to win it. Uh, I'd almost, Here, I'd on. almost give let's, them like an eight-point advantage. Let's ha- let's have some more fun, right? I, I like what we're doing here today. So let's go. Let's go to here because this the this uh, game is today. Oklahoma City, as of right now, where I'm checking, I'm going to double check on two different spots just to make sure I have the right number. If not, I'll take the balance of the two and we can make our own little thing here because we're going to agree on basically all these games. So this Kings week comes down like comes down to it for me because I if I get to 10 points, I lose. And right now, I'm at like, what, five, six? So I know I can't lose, Joe. Yeah, it looks like the Kings are at 12-point underdogs right now. In OKC... What, do you take the over, or would would you take? I take the under on that. I like I said, I give no, 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 about- no. So you you would take the points. You would take the twelve points. Yeah, I'm. T- I think the Kings lose by fifteen. I think they lose by fifteen twenty. I think they get no. another, another blowout. It's another blowout. It's the second after, half. Of- after what happened uh, on Sunday, there, there's absolutely no way that they're going to play like that. So the- Jaeger is probably still chewing on some people right now. So Joe, let's do this. Because it's been a while. I, I mean, I lost track of the points here. We we we've done. We, we were off for two weeks. We came back. We had that little hiatus again in the the early months. Let's do this. This is this is the Kings Week segment, right? So I want this to come down to something, because we're gonna have a lot of this even. I will give you those twelve points. We're gonna do something on this show though. One of us has to be right, and if one of us is wrong, we have to do something. We're gonna let our fans vote on what we have to do, whether. Whatever it is, it has to be something that's related to the voice of the show, or can be to our YouTube channel that's, you know, getting in the works right now. But I would prefer it for it to be something that that's pod related, and we one of us is gonna have to do something based on this, and you get the twelve points. How about that? Yeah, certainly. All right, fans, start voting. Let him in. What, what what's Joe gonna have to do? Karaoke on this show? He's already had a rap once. You guys can look that up. Joe's a rapper. I'll tell you what. Uh, I I spit some bars. 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 <laughs> We're running low on time, so let's go ahead and move on to the next game because it's a four-game <laughs> like week. Gutter out front of a bar, but go ahead. Bars. Uh, next game comes on Wednesday, back at home against the Miami Heat. This game kicks off or tips off at seven p.m. Um, this is gonna be a real, a real game. Like I think this is the only game this week where I look at them and say they have a real chance of winning. Miami is not going to be with uh, Dwayne Wade. I believe on Monday when they play, so I doubt that he plays Wednesday as well. I think he's going to get treatment while he's on this road trip, just to make sure that you know he's 100% healthy. So I wouldn't expect to see Dwayne Wade playing, but they still got guys like Josh Richardson, Tyler Johnson, Gore and Drogic coming into Sacramento, and potentially Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside may also be a, a coin flip in the air, but their rookie Bam out of Bayou has been putting in work. Looking at the 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 offensive and defensive efficiency. As of right now, on offensive efficiency, the Miami Heat are ranked 10th in the NBA at a 104.3, and their defense matches that as well as at a 104.3. That puts them just inside the top 10 as well in defensive efficiency. So they're top 10 both offensively and defensively at a 104.3 for both offense and defense. This is going to be a very interesting game to me. I think this is going to be a coin flip game. I think this is going to be the best game of the week. And that's why I'm making it our game of the week. We 
Alright, Joe, it's our game of the week. So, with that said, who do you who are you watching in this game? What are your thoughts on this game? Well, I, I think Hassan Whiteside is gonna be the person that I'm watching. Um if he plays. If he plays, exactly. If not, it'd be fun to watch Bam. So either way, I guess the center position will be entertaining that night. Uh Josh Richardson could have a a really good night, you know, when he gets hot. Uh and, and against a Kings team that gives up, as you said before, a, a whole lot of three-pointers. We could see how that turns out. Uh, man, there's so many players on this team that I'm, I'm going to be watching. I, Kelly Olenek, just because it's it's fun to watch power forwards go against the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I, I can name four of the five positions that I'll be interested in watching. So Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, but, I think overall as a game, though, I think this is – do you agree? Like This can potentially be the most the, – the, the, I think this is their – not not only I wouldn't say most challenging game because they got the Warriors this week and the Thunder and the Utah Jazz, but I think this <laughs> is I think this is a game where they're not too, I I don't see them being too far away now from the Miami Heat. Now don't get me wrong, the Miami Heat are really good both offensively and defensively. We just talked about that. They got the talent that's there, but I don't think the Kings are that far away. I think this is a true test to what they could potentially be, and that's just my thoughts. But Joe, do you agree? Oh, I do. I think that this is the. Uh the most winnable game of the week, and I think it'll be the most fun to watch. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. This is <laughs> this is definitely the game of the week. There's no question. So, matchup wise, though, what's your what's your matchup of the game? Oh well, if I had to throw a matchup out there, and and again, Hassan Whiteside going up against Willie will be interesting. Yeah. Um, and again, if if they you know if if Hassan plays, if not, I would go with the power forward position. I'd watch Kelly Olynyk play up against uh, Scal. Yeah, and I and I don't think we can talk about a Heat versus Kings game without bringing up that De'Aaron Fox putback earlier in the year for the win. Oh, that was so much fun! That was a lot. That was a lot of fun. That was that was a great game. I remember the moment that it happened. You and I called each other at like the same time. Both our phones were busy. Like it was, <laughs> we, were, we we were like, "Hey, did you just see that? It was on the road. Did you see that? That was nice." So uh, we definitely we definitely had to talk about that. Uh, Matchup of the game for me, though, if he's healthy and he's playing, I really want to see Scal versus Kelly Olenek. I think that's a great matchup for him. I think Kelly Olenek is more of a three-point shooter, but the footwork isn't there. I think it's a matchup to me that Scal could take advantage of if he plays his, if he plays it the right way. And we've already talked about it. It looks like Scal is one of the team's better defenders. So if he's healthy and playing, the matchup for me that I'm watching is Scal versus Kelly Olenek. That's the matchup of the game. FanDuel-wise, Joe, who's your FanDuel play of the game? Let me guess. Hassan Whiteside. No, actually, it wouldn't be. Uh, I was going to go back to Kelly Olenek. Uh, okay. Usually okay. his price is cheap enough that he, he's worth playing against a team that gives up a lot of points. You know, Hassan Whiteside would be a good play. The Kings do give up uh, like the second most points uh, only behind Brooklyn to uh, to centers. And if Hassan doesn't play, you have to go with Bam Adebayo. But again, otherwise I'm gonna I'm gonna probably have a Linux in at least a couple of my lineups. I'm gonna surprise you with my pick, I think, because I didn't even mention his name when we were talking about players in the beginning or anything right now. But he's gonna be my play, and I think I'll have him in every single one of my lineups. And that's going to be Wayne Ellington. He just recently turned from injury. The last, he's played the last two games both against Philly and against Washington. In those two games, he's combined for seven three pointers. He had seven. He had four three pointers in their last outing against Washington. To have 17 points, three rebounds, two assists, and a steal with only one turnover. He's getting right around 22 to 25 minutes per game. Kings give up so many three pointers, wide open threes at that. If you leave this guy open, he's gonna knock him down. So I'm gonna go with Wayne Ellington as my flyer. You know he's gonna be right around 3,800 too, just like a Corey Brewer. He may be in that 4,000, 4,200 range max. If if he's you know struggles a little bit leading up to this date, he could be a, one of those players that I look at hard on that day. So I'm gonna go with Wayne Ellington as my Fanduel play of the night. We have our Fanduel plays, Joe. We have our I got matchups. more for you though before I before I move on. Okay. You always 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 when they're playing have to watch Tyler Johnson. Uh, depending on how the the injuries and stuff play out that Fox. night, it might be a a great pickup. And Fox, I love the I love Fox against yeah. Drogic. I mean that speed yeah, there. Yeah, no, that's that's a fun matchup. Fox could be a good one. I, I love that he, he can push the pace and 
and get the and get the heat out of their own tempo because they're not the Heat aren't really a fast up and down team. They can move it, but I don't really look at them as a fast up and down team. Now, Josh Richardson is another one where he can have a breakout game at any time. With the Kings giving up so many turnovers, he could be a, a really big player. I, I have a lot of Miami Heat players in this game. Kings wise, I got Scal, I got De'Aaron Fox, and again, I got Buddy Heald. I think Buddy Heald's gonna be a a, a key. Key for a lot of their if the Kings are going to get wins, it's going to come down to Buddy Hill in a lot of these games, in my opinion. But with that said, I have Wayne Ellington as my as my main player. I think Tyler Johnson is also a great pick. But Joe, we have our Fanduel picks in, we have our matchups of the game, we know what we're looking forward to. But all said and done, who's winning this game? The Miami Heat. <laughs> oh man, is it that obvious? To give you a little bit of hope there, but I yeah. Is it that obvious? I mean, the Kings. Just... <laughs> no, I. You know, again, the Kings I, had the I, win I, last time. They well, get that slam dunk. Remember? Yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah, I do, and I remember it very well. But it doesn't. Emotion doesn't drive scores. If it did, we'd win every game, bro. But it's not how it works. So. All right, all right, all right. Well, I'm gonna go with the Miami Heat as well. I think the Heat. You know, they 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 lost to the Kings at on their home court. I think they're gonna try and you know redeem that loss. And, and get the win in Sacramento because they're also in the middle of a playoff push. Like they're they're looking for playoff seating, so this this one matters to them. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, the Kings cross over the bridge and go see Golden State on Friday. That game tips off at 7:30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Will Curry play? Uh, hopefully by that time he will be back in the lineup because he's always fun to watch. I I don't really know if there's a matchup for the game. I mean, if I had to choose, it's gonna be Fox versus. Curry, if he plays, if not, Bogdanovich versus KD. I mean, KD's gonna go off, and like, is there anyone that can stop anybody on this team? Draymond's a monster. I mean, they're they're the reigning champs for a reason. They're also what the number two seed right now in the West, which is just incredible. Applaud to Houston, but I don't know how long we have to talk about this game for, Joe, because I have the Kings getting demolished in this game. What about you? Well, it's the best team in the league versus one of the worst. So yeah, we don't need to get too deep into it. But uh, getting into like uh, matchups, depending on whether or not uh, Steph is healthy and back on the court, man, if if not, you almost guaranteed have to put uh, um, uh, at least one of the other two big guys in there. Whether it's you know whether it's Durant or whether it's um, Draymond. Draymond, wow. <laughs> I was I looked down for a second to look at some point stuff that I was going to talk about, and I got totally lost in my own head there. No, if if it's not uh, Durant, it has to be Draymond Green, and uh, I would, you know, moving on to the Fanduel stuff, just because you know we already kind of know the outcome. I mean, you never know the outcome, but you know, we we pretty much know the outcome. Yeah, it's a small forwards, and they give up sixty one point three two fantasy per game to small forwards. With that being said, Bogdanovich, uh, well, this is this is the Fanduel part of my brain right here, but I'm kind of hoping he has bad games for the first two of the weeks. So hey. probably, I'm just saying, I you know, like it, this is the money side of me. I'm, I'm obviously as a <laughs> as a Kings guy, I hope that uh, he has great games, but as a Fanduel guy, hoping they drop his price a little bit and you can get him at a at a discount. And if that's the case, man, you got to plug him in. Um, I, I don't know if I like the matchup in real life, but in in fantasy terms, I absolutely love it. Let's go ahead and uh, so we both got the Warriors taking this win, right? Yeah, I think so. All right, let's move on to the the the, the final game of the week. It is the Sacramento Kings heading to Utah to face off against the Utah Jazz. Rookie sensation Donovan Mitchell was it was okay. Uh, when he was here in Sacramento, he was good. He wasn't like the the what I was expecting. I'm hopefully we'll see something a little bit better because the Jazz are fighting right now to stay in the Western Conference playoff race. I believe right now they are ninth. I can double check that here in a minute. But this team is playing with something to play for, and they need to defeat teams. I'm gonna say it like the Sacramento Kings, teams that are rebuilding, Kings that are struggling, Kings that are in a tankathon to get to the top of the lottery. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be either a runaway game or a close game. Like this could be a coin flip, right? This could be either really good or really bad. The matchup for me though, is going to be, I, I'm, I, I want to see Fox on Mitchell. And I know he didn't see that a lot in when he was here in sack, but that's the matchup 
I want to see. If not, I want to see who's guarding Donovan Mitchell because that's going to be a fun one for me. Also, Fox on Rubio. Uh, Fox guarding either of the two. Fox, that's my matchup. <laughs> Fox on Utah. Yeah, Fox on Utah, guys. That's that's my matchup. I want to see how he does. That's, that's a new Dr. Seuss book by, yeah. uh, by with a little bit of help from Vince Miracle. Fox yep. on Utah. Yep. <laughs> Who's your matchup? All right, well, my matchup of the night will be um, Buddy Heald. Actually, I, I, I'm going to do the exact same thing you did, depending on who they put on him. But I want to see Buddy Heald go off in that game. Uh, Utah is horrible against shooting guards, which seems really strange because they shouldn't be horrible against anybody, but they're they're really just not good against shooting guards. And again, I'm using fantasy numbers here because that's what you know that's where my brain lies a lot. But uh, they give up 43.15 points to shooting guards and a team that doesn't give up a whole lot to a whole lot of people. You, you got to take it where you can get it. So I, I'm interested to see that. And then everything else. I've been saying this a lot all year long, but I want to see how the big men do favors and go bear against uh, – you know, whether or not um, it's Scal and Willie, uh, that'll be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, Utah is tied for third place with the Toronto Raptors right now in defensive efficiency at a 102.6, just behind the San Antonio Spurs at a 102.5, and behind the number one rated defense in the league, the Boston Celtics at a 101.4. Offensively, however, offensively they're not that good. They're, I mean, they're, they're not bad, but they're at a 105.3 which puts them at 17th, middle of the pack in offensive efficiency. The Kings are dead last in offensive efficiency. They got a 101.1 or 101.4. So, I mean, offensively, they can score a little bit, but not a lot. They're at a 105.3, but defensively is where their strong suit is. The Kings can't make mistakes against this team. That's going to be a key to this game is just not making mistakes. Uh, Again, for me... FanDuel-wise, FanDuel player-wise, I'm definitely going with Donovan Mitchell. I think I'm going to go with Rudy Gobert as well, depending on how he's how he's been leading up to this game. But he may be a person I'm really looking at. Uh, away from those two players, it could be a Joe Ingles type of thing. Looking at more Kings, right? I, I think players that you want to take interest in is a guy like like De'Aaron Fox. Uh, is a guy, like you said, like Buddy Heald. Like also, I think Willie Cauley-Stein or Scal. I don't know which one yet, but I think one of those two could have a really big night. Last time it was Scal. He got that double double with the with a couple steals and those three blocks. Maybe it's Willie's turn. I don't know. I don't know if either of them are going to be healthy at that time. Hopefully they are. Those I'm looking at those four players right there. Those those are the four for me, Fanduel wise though. But uh, if you're looking at from the Utah side, gotta have Donovan Mitchell in there. He's my number one. I don't know. Donovan has been costing so much. I might, I might drop down to Joe Ingles, knowing that the uh, the Kings give up so many three balls. It, it'll be interesting. You know, Donovan will have a good night, but man, he's been costing so much. He has to get you a forty just to break even. I don't know. He's hard to play. It's really hard to play. It also depends on how close that game is going to be, and I, I think Vegas will look at it too, where it's is it going to be close or is it going to be a, a breakout? Like this could be a, this could be that that game where I just avoid it as a whole. If I'm a betting person, I'd avoid it cuz I don't know what Kings team is going to show up and I don't know I don't know what Utah team is going to show up on this night. But for well, I don't agree. I know exactly what Utah team is going to show up. It's definitely gonna, the Kings that I'm watching. Yeah. Uh so with that all being said, we have our FanDuel picks and we have our matchup of the game. I even gave a key to the game, Joe. Who do you have winning this game? No, Utah. So the bottom line this week is the Kings are probably going to take four losses. Uh, They might pull off one against uh, Miami. But out of those four losses, I guess the only thing that matters is me giving you uh, or you giving me rather 12 points against OKC. That's That's really the only difference I think we have in our mind. I'm winning that, Joe. Look, at second half of a back-to-back. They're on the road. They're flying from Denver, the Mile High City, all the way to Oklahoma to go up against a speed demon in Russell Westbrook, a defensive monster in Paul George, and old man game Carmelo Anthony. This- old man ball. I, I really I really hope that Vince Carter gets put in there just to, to see that matchup because it'll be, be a fun. flashback. Although Melo is, I mean, if you put Melo on the Kings right now, he's averaging, he's going to be the team's leading scorer. I mean, he's, He's still a, he's still a scoring monster. Just at times, it's probably just empty buckets, like it's empty calories. It's, it's it is what it is. Anyways, that is Kings Week, guys. Let us know your thoughts. Are they going zero and four this week, like Joe and I both predict, or do you think they're going to win a game? Do you think there's a chance of them winning? Also, we need to know 
what you want Joe to do, or me, what Joe you want Joe to do next week when we come back because I'm giving him 12 points for tonight's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Giving him 12 points. Kings lose I still by- think they need to vote on what you need to do for all the losses you've taken this year. I haven't even taken that many losses, Joe. We've had so many breaks in between the show. We need to stop having breaks. All right, we need to just no, have a week-to-week show. You've been losing all year, and uh, this is my first year beating you out of. That's out not of true. We've been tying on a lot. We've been tying a lot. Like we haven't really had many disagreements. Like let's be honest, we've known what the Kings are going to do. Let's be honest. I gotta agree. We we did kind of know what uh, what this year was going to look like, and uh, exactly. exactly. It, it hasn't been pretty. But exactly, uh, a lot yeah. of losses, Joe. A lot of losses. Let's be honest. I don't get a lot of losses. I don't take L's. Anyways. Let us know your guys' thoughts. We need to know what Joe's going to do or I'm going to do. A podcast related, whether it be like karaoke, makes a rap, has to, you know, do something. Maybe we can, we can make a video of it. I mean, just be clean. You know, this is a clean show. We're here on Dash Radio. Thank you to our sponsors, FanCaveDFS.com. Also to BrickHouseIndustries.com. Shout out to Ink Prints for their t-shirts. We have a commercial for them coming out soon. They're the ones that helped with all the t-shirts that are coming in next uh, Tuesday. More on them coming real soon. So, again, shout out to them. Uh, shout out to our new writer, Kane Pittman. You guys go follow him on Twitter. But before I get to his Twitter handle, Joe, where can the fans find you online? You can always find me at Sports Morgan. You guys can follow me on all social media platforms of at VM Center. Follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at Sat Kings Nation. Kane Pittman's Twitter is MKE Buck Sauce. S A U S. You guys look him up. Thank you all so much for listening. Leave a rating, thumbs up, follow, subscribe, and until next time, Sacramento Kings fans, bye-bye.